Hi, and thank you for listening to Dream 10X Radio, where we interview people attempting to live extraordinary lives. Our twofold purpose is to both direct and inspire people bold enough to do the same. Dream 10X. Face your fears. And make your life count. Hey everybody out there, Dream 10X. Welcome. It's your boy JC. Come on! And the doctor is in the house. Is it yeah. the TARDIS? <laughs> the TARDIS. We're here in the Dream Tonight studio, and we're coming at you live for recorded. <laughs> this is just our kitchen for people listening. We're low budget, but this is our studio. And we're here with episode 46, and we've made it to 46 episodes. Wow! Fantastic. Thank you for sticking with it with me. <laughs> Vice versa. <laughs> <laughs> I twist her arm to do this, so this is really good that we've made it 56 episodes. 46. For, 46, sorry. Yeah, our our goal, initial goal when we started out was 52, right? Yep. Was it 52? So like one, one, per, one week per week for a whole year. So we're almost there. We're at 46. So this is fantastic. Before we get started, I, um, I want to mention that, uh, okay, well, first of all, we're talking about the top five takeaways from Russell, Bu- Russell Brunson's book, Dot Com Secrets, right here. And um, this book was, rec- well, the book wasn't recommended to me, but uh, Russell Brunson uh, was recommended to me by my mentor, one of my mentors and my friend, uh, Brian Post, uh, whom I met in uh, the mastermind that I went to last year. Brian Post, you can find out more about him at brianpost.com. And or MajorMediaLeague.com. Those are two enterprises that he's got going on. He's got many more going on at the same time. But Brian, thanks a lot for recommending Russell Brunson to me. I I had heard of him. I had heard of ClickFunnels, but I didn't know much about him. And so it was really, really fascinating to kind of dive into this this whole world of online marketing, which is what we're going to talk about right now with the dot-com secrets. It's all about how to market your company online. Um, the importance of funnels and, and, and upselling and all that kind of thing uh, when you sell online products and uh, how to improve the survivability and um, the success of your, your company online. So I'm really excited to have read that and to kind of share my top five takeaways from this book. Awesome. Okay, so top five takeaways from Russell Brunson's dot com secrets number one who is russell brunson and what are click funnels you know? i don't know you <laughs> so, should tell me so he's an interesting character he's from idaho and he was a wrestler in college and um he ended up becoming a, I, in my opinion he was very successful before he even graduated college and so I'm, all, I'm reading now about uh, Sam Zell, who's kind of a similar type of character, very successful before he even graduated from college. Mm. And that just blows my mind. Like, I, I spent four years just trying to survive. And here these guys are starting businesses in their dorms, making, you know, close to a million dollars before. he, he uh, Russell Brunson, I think, made close to a million dollars before he graduated his senior year. Really? Yeah. That's incredible. Doing uh, online sales selling stuff online and so I think the first thing that he tried to sell online so he got into potato guns Mm -hmm. this is kind of random like uh, he and a friend just uh, started making potato guns and they were just shooting it off and just just having fun with it and then he got the idea of hey what if we 
he couldn't find a lot of information about potato guns online when he started making these things. And he's like, well, what if we just made up the plans for how to build a potato gun and sell them online? That's so funny because we used to shoot potato guns when I went to visit my friend Rachel in Pennsylvania. Oh, and really? Yeah. Does she know Russell Bronson? <laughs> she does. They're BFFs. <laughs> but like, this is two, early 2000s. Yeah. And um, we were trying to figure out how to build one. And that's, that's so crazy. <laughs> how did you figure it out? Uh, well, we had one of our friends up there, uh, Tracy, knew how to do it. Oh, you so. didn't buy the plans? For, no, we didn't buy the plans. Oh, but okay. like, that's like this was a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know that people actually sold the plans. Yeah, well, interestingly enough, I mean, this is not something that he just, that just came to him. Yeah. Like, how to sell these online. Apparently, he had a fascination growing up with... Uh, mail mailers uh, on marketing you know when they would send you oh, mass and stuff, mailers yeah mass mailers and stuff apparently he had a weird fascination with that <laughs> and uh, you know what you your kind of your fascinations as a child really shapes your life as an adult if you if you let it like if you if you just go with the flow I mm-hmm. guess and, and not try to go with somebody else's flow mm-hmm. so I think he had a natural inclination to these uh, mailing mailer marketing things and how they work and how they work on your psychology and he talks a little bit about that in this book and so that influenced how he went about selling these potato gun plans online so he and his friend they draw up some potato gun plans and they put them online mm-hmm. And they pay X amount of dollars to Google AdSense or whatever to mm-hmm. advertise the plans to the website. The Google, uh, you know, catches people searching for potato gun plans or whatever. Right. And, uh, you know, there's an ad there that pops up, sends them to Russell's and his friend's uh, potato gun plan sites. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden they're in his funnel, his sales mm-hmm. funnel. They purchase the plans online. And he ships them to him. It's a digital product, I think, probably. Mm-hmm. Maybe he mailed it to him. I don't. I don't remember. Um, and uh, so the so he's out. So he pays. I don't know, twenty bucks for the ad. He sells the thing for ten or thirty, whatever. He walks away with ten bucks. It's pretty good. So he's making money, right? And so that's pretty exciting. As a, yeah, somebody in college, you've come up with a way to make a little profit online. But then all of a sudden, Google changes their search algorithm or their their algorithm for um, how much they're charging for ads, and so all of a sudden, his his ad spend cost goes up and exceeds his cost his his average cart value cost. Oh man! So now he's losing money all of a sudden because all because Google changed their their way of uh, of their algorithm for ads and stuff. So he doesn't know what to do. Um, and so we'll talk about how he survives that change mm. online. And a lot of this originated from that in- initial experience, experience from, for how to survive those, those changes in, in different third-party algorithms and stuff online. Um, okay, so, so that's kind of a sketch of Russell Brunson, how he got started. Uh, funnels are basically a way of marketing your product online and and you know you think of a funnel it's kind of like this you've got a lot of people up here and you you bring them in through your your sales funnel mm-hmm. and you close a deal on them and that's that's basically what a sales funnel is and uh you can walk your customers up a sales ladder you know once once they commit to buying something you can try to pitch them on something else so to upsell them uh-huh. to another level and make more and more money off 
off of your customers. So it's what I hear you saying is a sales funnel is like an intentional plan to help a customer get to the next level and you make more money in the long run, but it's a different level to help the customer and help you. Yeah, sales funnel is a way of, of addressing a group of people that you want to target and bring them into a deal that you want to offer them and close the deal on. Got it. So a little bit more about, um, so from the, the conceptual model of a sales funnel, Russell Brunson and um, a friend of his, uh, I wanted to remember his name, but I can't remember it. Todd Dickerson, you know, co-founder for ClickFunnels. They started ah, a software company okay. called ClickFunnels. And ClickFunnels, is, um, as a software platform, allows you to easily create these sales funnels that you want to use in your website. And very smart idea. Um, a little bit about this company. I, I found an interview with sale uh, with uh, Nathan Latka about uh, you know he does uh, software as a service uh, type of uh, interviews and stuff. And so he interviewed the, the those two, and I've, I found that really fascinating. Nathan Latka has a great podcast. If you want to um, listen to him and get more information about you know more knowledge about how to think about software as a service types of businesses. I, I love his podcast. Um, okay, so they, so the average cost for a typical sales software as a service company is about $137,000 per employee. They make about $137,000 per employee. Okay. Okay. But ClickFunnels is doing a lot better than that. So they make about $60 million ARR, which okay. is annual recurring revenue. And they've got about 130 employees. Now, this was at the time of the interview. They may may be doing a lot better now. And when was the interview? I don't re I don't remember. Okay. I think it was like it was it was recent. Recent, pretty recent yeah, interview. Yeah. Uh, so 60 million ARR. They have about 130 employees, and so they're doing about 461,000. You know, over 461,000 per employee. Damn. That's a really efficient company. Yeah. So uh, I, I just thought those numbers were really intriguing. 130 employees. That's you know that's a little bit bigger than a small company, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, they only have 15 engineers. Software 15 engineers. Software engineers. Huh. So they're very very lean. Yeah. And uh, very very efficient in in how they're performing financially. Yeah. So I thought that was really really so really hiring the best of the way. best to make sure. To get the job done, so it sounds like yeah, and they're really yeah, and they're really maximizing yeah. the uh, return on investment with their employees. Mm -hmm. So, thought that was interesting. Okay, yeah. so that's number one. Who's who's Russell Brunson? Who's ClickFunnels? What are they, what are they all about? That's basically a little bit about them. Uh, okay, number two. <laughs> um, there are four secrets to online success that he talks about in this book <clears throat> and i thought this was really cool too uh, number one build a persona of who your dream customer is mm. i thought that was really powerful like think about who you want to sell your your product or service to mm -hmm. build a persona about them know them intimately think about their psychology and what they'd be interested in buying mm -hmm. before you build something and before you build a pitch to them we do that all the time like in learning and development and yeah. anything from strategy, like who are we even building a strategy for? And then we build a program, we do the same thing, like who's our ideal person? And then we come up with that persona. And then, um, and there's a human centered design has a lot of tools for this. Wow. And so, yeah, for years, yeah, yeah, it's definitely, it's wildly helpful to. Yeah. Build something that's meaningful. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Cool. So if you if you want 
a model for it, check out Human Centered Design, user profiles, and it there's all kinds of Is tools. that a website or? It's a methodology. Oh, okay. Like uh, game design. That's another, it's similar. Okay. Cool. Mm -hmm. uh, number two, uh, where identify where your dream customers are congregating, whether it's on Facebook groups or Reddit or somewhere else, mm -hmm. I don't know, other forums. Find out where they're hanging out because that's where you're going to start dangling your your hook, your bait, before you start reeling them in. Makes logical sense, right? And then uh, write your hook, your story, and your offer. Your hook is what is your headline that is going to hook those customers uh. where they're at. It's going to it's going to entice them to you know click on something to find out more about what you're talking about. Um, and so there's a real art to writing those uh. and they can be worth millions of dollars. How that hook is written, mm -hmm. how that hook, that story and that offer is written can be worth millions of dollars. Mm -hmm. So that's really interesting to think about. Like, yeah. Have some emotional connection around that. Yeah. How, sense. just how words are, how they're organized can be worth so much money. Yeah. It's powerful. So being able to write well is very important and, and think about the psychology of your customer, what they might be looking for relative to what you have to offer mm -hmm. and how you present that. And price it, and et cetera, et cetera. Um, you'll use all of that to attract your customers. So that was number three. And then number four, these are all secrets to online success, these four, these four things here. So this is, this is great value that he's offering in this book. Number four, what is the re unique result or value that you can create for your dream customer? Mm. So they all seem like common sense, um, but, uh, but I mean, it makes you think. Absolutely. Like, uh, Okay, uh, what is that unique result and, and who are your customers? Where are they hanging out? How are we going to reel them in? Um, so that's number two. Number three, the value of split testing. What's split testing? So split testing is when you have kind of two things running side by side. If you're, if we're talking about the online world, yeah, you, you could potentially have two versions of your website running mm -hmm. on the internet mm -hmm. and you are directing customers to one and two, the second one as well. And you're, you're analyzing the data between the two to see which one is performing more along ah. the lines of what you want, what your goals are. So when you're building funnels, Russell points out that um, you, you probably, you may not be successful with your, your one, the first funnel that you build right off the way, right, right off the bat. And so uh, you need to test it and you need to tweak it. And one way you can do that is to have do split testing. You can have a funnel, you, you know, a modification to your funnel running side by side. You can collect data on those two and you can see, did my changes work any better than the old one? If not, let's, let's re, let's iterate on it and keep iterating mm. on it and collect data and see which one, you know, until you get to the point where it's performing the way you want it. Mm -hmm. I, I love that. I, I love the concept of iteration and collecting data and seeing how things are performing. It's like, just and, like we talked about in the last episode yeah, and learning, like, how yeah. do you reflect and iterate yeah. your learning to be, to be the best performer? So yeah. it's interesting yeah, that yeah. The, the process is the same. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's really, uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> it's really, yeah. It's really, yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> and uh, Russell says not to create a second funnel because you can create a second funnel as well to kind of like amplify the performance that you're getting from that first one. But he says not to do that until that first funnel is making you a million dollars. 
Hmm. But if you're split testing, dollars. if you're split testing, then do you see which one is performing best, and you wait for the one that's not performing as well to get a million? No, no, two? no, 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 no. You want to if one's performing better, get rid of the old one, run that, and then if you want to make changes to that, split it. Oh, and then, and then iterate on that. Got it. The, oh, are that's my new so changes smart. doing any better? If they're doing better, get rid of the old one, run that one. What changes can I make to that new one to see if I can improve that? Okay. So keep iterating that way until you get to a million dollars. Got and it. Once you make a million dollars, once you're once you're doing that, then you might want to start thinking about adding aggregating another funnel into the mix there. And uh, the one good quote I wanted to share there was on page 370. One good funnel properly exploited is worth more than 10 lifetimes of hard work. That's so hopeful right there. Like, oh man, I'm going to get my funnel going. Automate that money coming in, you know? Let's get the funnels working for me. Number four, know your funnel numbers. Where are your funnel numbers? I don't know. Do you know your funnel numbers? <laughs> no. What's the funnel number? <laughs> The first thing, the first term for funnel numbers is the cost per acquisition. And that's basically how much it's costing you to acquire a customer. Oh, okay. And he's pointing out in the book that companies that can spend the most to acquire customers are going to be the companies that do the best. Mm. They're the ones that are going to survive. Makes sense. Um, so cost per acquisition uh, is calculated by dividing the amount of money you're spending on marketing by the number of items that you sell per month. So mm. if you're spending $1,000 um, $1, on marketing per month and you sell 100 items, then your cost per acquisition is $10 per month. Makes sense. Or $10 per, per customer. Okay. So the second thing you need to be aware of in your funnel is the average cart value. So that's the average amount that you can expect to collect uh, profit from your customer. Or, yeah. From each customer. From each customer yeah. when they buy something and they have in your cart. And you figure that out by dividing the total sales per month by the total number of customers. And that gives you your average cart value. Okay. Now you want your average cart value to exceed your cost for acquisition. Okay. So you don't want to be spending more on advertising than what you're collecting mm. from each customer in your cart. And that's how you determine whether or not your funnel is actually working or not. So it's not a percentage, it's based on that. That's really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And so obviously the, the more money you're making in your average cart value relative to your uh, marketing spend, the better your funnel mm -hmm. is doing. And so you want that gulf to be as big as possible. Um, so I thought that was, no, I didn't, yeah, that's <laughs> cool. <laughs> that's good information. <laughs> <laughs> number five is the power of the upsell i hate upsells as a consumer yeah do you like upsells hate them <laughs> they make me crazy i, I want this thing i don't want these things. i just want this <laughs> have you ever been captured by an upsell just once just once that really I'm, ones that i with intention do you remember what that was yeah they um so i get the personalized cards and I had personalized business cards when I was at Noah because they didn't provide us business cards. Like, okay, that's cool. And then they had upsell where you get mugs and t-shirts and all this other crap. And I didn't mm. want the other crap, but then mm. they had, um, a, then like once I purchased, they said, Hey, do you want to get this business card case? 
that had it on it. I'm like, okay, that makes sense. That's an upsell that makes sense. Yeah. So I did buy that, and it was yeah. like three ninety nine. So okay. It wasn't huge. So if it makes sense and if it's a, a good value, yeah, then people are gonna do it. Absolutely. But that's the only yeah. time I would do it. I would do it too. Yeah. Like, so I I know when we sign up for Marine Corps Marathon, you know, we've done it for the last couple of years or yeah. whatever. Um, there's always an upside oh to, to get t-shirts and to have packets delivered by mail and there's some other things and none of them really appeal to me like mm. I don't know but uh, I'm trying to think uh, is there a time when an upsell has worked on me uh, McDonald's is McDonald's upsells definitely have worked on me yeah and he talks about it in the book that they're you know they're the ones who kind of highlighted the power of the upsell and you know when you go through the drive-through and you make your order and they always ask you you know like you, you're not even aware that's an upsell hey do you want you want a large coke and large fries with that or supersize your fries or whatever uh i you know i do that all the time and that's worth at least a dollar 33 per customer so i think that's the, what you said was kind of the key is that recognizing when, when yeah recognizing when you're being upsold which yeah. is really irritating yeah or uh unless it's really something that makes sense um or uh like it's very subtle like it's five cents more to get the large i mean it's wouldn't you just watch the large so yeah. it's more subtle yeah but according to russell it's critical to do an upsell in your online business and he he his anecdote his story that exemplifies that is with the potato going back to the potato gun thing when when google changed their algorithm and all of a sudden his cost per acquisition mm. was exceeding his average cart value and he didn't know what to do and a friend recommended that he do go that he offered upsell and so what kind of upsell upsell could you offer for potato gun plans the potato gun <laughs> yeah the kit yeah. So he offered the kit as an upsell, and that saved his little project there. Because mm -hmm. then when he was able to do that, all of a sudden he was making more money again than what it was costing him to advertise mm -hmm. through, through Google or whatever online things he was using. Mm -hmm. So the power of the upsell there, that's a good story. It's a good thing to take to heart there, I think, and especially relative to McDonald's and, and other, other places. Yeah, just don't be obnoxious about it. Don't be obnoxious, and it's got to be... You know, something that's of even better value than what you just got. Somehow. Yeah, and makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, because I don't want a t shirt with my business card on it. It's, I want a business case. <laughs> a t shirt with your business card. Oh, man. They were literally t shirts, mugs, all this crap. I'm like, this, yeah. is, this is stupid. Yeah. But the case made sense. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Awesome. So that's my top five takeaways from the Russell Brunson.com secrets book. And he's very. Opa uh, opa not opaque, not opaque. He's very <laughs> opposite of opaque. He's very transparent that this book is it in if in if in fact a funnel, and <laughs> I, I love that. I love how open he is about it. Um, his character is very um, appealing. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I, I he's it's well written. Uh, it's very clear. I I. I'm excited to build a funnel now. I've even started looking at ClickFunnels, and that's another, you know, thing that he's hoping that people do when they read this book is they go to ClickFunnels.com and they start, you know, paying him to, you know, join that SaaS and, mm -hmm. and build funnels and stuff. But he also has two or three other books in the series that mm. he's trying to sell, you know, after you read this, and you can get all three in the back, and you know, it, it's just great marketing and it's fun. I I, I don't mind it because it's fun, and I got a lot of value out of this book. And I'm definitely, I definitely want to read the other ones now too. And I, I want to understand how his mind works. And, mm. um, you know, they made 
ClickFunnels made something like $60 million, I think it was last year. Wow. And they're just growing like crazy. And he's just had wild success, you know. I mean, he's had ups and downs in, in, in his career, but uh, ClickFunnels has been doing really well so far. And so I want to I want to pick his brain, you know, by reading his books and, you know, modeling what he's done. He, mm -hmm. There's a video online of a, uh, he's interviews this kid. He's like, I don't know, 14, something like that. And the the kid, uh, you know, basically read all of his books and is and is doing like and is just emulating him as best as he can and almost at the pixel layer, like copying web funnels that he's built mm. and just trying to model that success. And I, I really think that's really interesting. Like when we talk about mentors and, and learning from mentors, mm -hmm. like this kid is like going to the extreme, like yeah. doing everything he did as as best he can, and he's he's finding a level of success. This kid, incredible. So. Anyway, it's very exciting uh, and very hopeful. And um, I really enjoyed the book. I'll probably get some of the other ones and talk about those soon. So. Awesome. Can't wait to hear. Yeah. Thanks for watching episode 46. Peace. See you soon.